What's up? This is the You Are Not Listening to This Podcast. My name is Will James, and I can barely hear this, so I hope this turns up for you later. I've been thinking about this uh, priest in Arizona that had to resign because he was administering the baptismal rites incorrectly, according to a Catholic tradition. He would say, "In the name, uh, uh, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as opposed to I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Apparently, by doing so, the we, the plural pronoun there, evokes the power of the community, of which there apparently is no power in the community for the purpose of baptism. But the I, the singular pronoun, uh, evokes the power of God. Even though it's not God talking, and even though grammatically it wouldn't be God speaking in a metaphorical sense because you're saying, I'm doing this in the name of God the Father. So It's interesting to me, right, that the problem with the way he was wording it is that he didn't remove the priest out of the phrase by saying we. He just added the community in. So if there is power in the priest, it would still be exerted through the phrase, the phrasing. So the logic behind the problem is a little bit irrelevant and illogical. And the real point is, these are the words. You've been saying them wrong. So none of it counts. So for 20 years worth of baptisms, and I assume weddings, of people he baptized uh, the church is, is effectively invalidating those baptisms those people weren't actually baptized they are not properly married I would assume I'm saying like if he baptized you and then you went and got married in a catholic church you weren't actually a catholic because you weren't baptized that's your you know your marriage is a farce you're living in sin uh, I don't know the extent of it all it's just, it's a very interesting line to draw on the sand. I know when, if you don't know about this story and you heard me say that a priest resigned, I know where your brain probably went. Except those priests don't resign. They just go somewhere else. But this is the line in the sand. You've got to go because you've not been upholding the tradition properly in the pronoun you used because it evokes the wrong thing even though you are objectively and clearly going to evoke what we intended you to by saying in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so it, it, it this is an interesting thing but it's not a unique problem. It is a highlight of a problem many churches have and it's this idea that the process of doing things 
is of more importance than the people you're doing them for. Like the idea that a person can make the kind of commitment that you envision baptism to be. And that because something the priest said didn't match ecclesiastical tradition, the intent of that person being baptized was invalidated. Now, I kind of get it more so in the Catholic setting because this is frequently the sprinkling of babies. So the babies aren't making a uh, conscious decision anyway, right? So the baby's not coming with intent. Their parents are, I suppose, but the baby's not. So I get that, like, hey, this has to be said in a certain way or it doesn't count because there is no way to determine that the baby wanted that. Whereas if you were baptized as a child, you know, or an adult, it's like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm making this choice. I'm the one making the choice. So the words you say shouldn't matter as to whether or not uh, the, for lack of a better phrasing, the ritual worked, right? So I get how it's a little bit different, kind of. But it is, again, just a highlight of a conceptual problem because the Catholic Church is saying, whatever baptism does for you, the power of that is in our traditional way of doing it. It's in what we say and how we say it as the priests. It's really got nothing to do with you or God. If you remove that and put it in a different tradition, you'll find similar results. I grew up Seventh-day Adventist. Seventh-day Adventists, in effect, invalidate any baptism that was not full immersion. So to the Adventist, all Catholics are unbaptized. We don't. You know, Adventists don't care because we're not sitting around talking to Catholics about their baptism. And we have our own stuff we want to tell them and convince them of. And when they believe that, we'll bring them in. And the first thing we will do is baptize them properly. Because in Adventism, there's a proper way of doing it. Full immersion. And you didn't have that. So even though you call yourself baptized, you really need to get it done again or it's not even really a rebaptism in the adventist eye it's you getting baptized for the first time because you weren't fully immersed the first time and if it was done to you as a baby you didn't make that choice at all and you must make that choice it has to be a conscious choice you make you can't get in on the merits of your parents so many churches my point being invalidate the baptismal rites of other churches the reason this thing stands out is it's the same church it's the catholics invalidating a catholic thing because of something a catholic said during a catholic ritual 
and the thing that was said wasn't blasphemous or heretical it wasn't anti-biblical it wasn't negative it wasn't anything wrong at all it was simply a plural pronoun instead of a singular one and not and not in the way that you would think such pronoun switches would cause a ruckus in a church setting it is simply look man there's one way to do this and if you don't do it right it doesn't count that's a mindset it's a mindset of power you know we have the power to give you Jesus, we have the power to bring you to spirit. We have the power to wash and cleanse you. And you need those things. But you need them done right. Or you might as well have not have had them done at all. And so to to uphold your tradition is to make God very, very petty. I know I made it seem like you need to be baptized, but that's not how you do it. I know I just said as often as you do this, do so in remembrance of me, but y'all are doing it too often. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, if you believe. But, you know, let's also take these 13 things and have you swear to those before you can get your baptism. Let's put you through this class. I know you were a member over there and you've already asked Jesus into your heart. But once you come over here, you know, we need you to. It's like these, these little indoctrinating rituals have very little to do with spirit and connection. You know, it's like, uh, in a very weird way, it's like initiation weeks in the Greek system. It's these weird things you get put through that are that borderline on hazing in terms of, I mean, some people just full-blown got hazed, but uh, these character-building situations you're placed in that normally would have really no benefit whatsoever other than they have caused you to go through something together so now you identify with each other through that common experience but you didn't need that common experience to be what it was it could have been anything so if you know if you each take down a bottle of jack and trade swats with paddles or you sit around a fireside and share your deepest, darkest secrets. Or you clean the house with toothbrushes from top to bottom. These are all experiences you went through together. What they were was irrelevant to what you were trying to create. Whether you were doing a good job at trying to create that or not. It was intention, whether executed well or not. There's intention, right? 
And if your baptism can be invalidated by my belief about my particular arm of Christianity's traditions, then that's a problem. I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a problem. And I don't, I don't know why I don't, it's easy to point at this particular issue. But to also not reflect then on how we've all seen this. We've all seen some form of this, you know, not being able to take communion because you were not baptized in that church or not baptized in any church or, um, gosh, I remember a kid in church camp. He was a visitor, came with somebody else to an Adventist church camp for the week and was the greatest singer I had up to the, at that point heard in real life. I mean, just an effortless voice, but he had diamond stud earrings and the day that he joined the little camp choir for the summer and the morning we were supposed to sing Sabbath morning, they came up to him and were like, Hey, or us, the choir director. And we're like, he can't perform with those. Like we're not going to let him sing on the stage, you know, the main pavilion at Southwest Region Conference's camp meeting with earrings in his ears. And it was like, hey, he's a 12-year-old kid. He's not an Adventist. He's a visitor. Like, if we exclude this child for that, isn't that a horrific example of what Adventism is? And straight up, they were like, we don't care. He can't do it. And I don't remember, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't remember if somebody else took his solo or if he agreed to take his earrings out and he sang it. But the entire choir, youth choir, you know, a bunch of little kids, all of us were pointing out how dumb this was, that, you know, we keep preaching this come as you are, uh, you know, all this stuff. And here were the adults, one or two adults, deciding what the rest of the adults should be exposed to, being diamond stud earrings <laughs> on a stage that was going to be 30 feet away from the nearest part. Like, yeah, you'd see them, but like, who's even going to notice? And if you noticed and cared, go home. Tradition, and Ellen, modesty. So that's that kid's introduction to Adventism. You cannot be you. And, and by not be you, I mean just wear what you were wearing when you came. Smearings. You can't have that amount of you to you if you want to be one of us. And like, these are the kinds of things that I don't think people think about, you know, like our, again, I hate to just be whatever about Adventism, but 
it's what I grew up in. Uh, the dietary stuff, the modest dress, the no makeup, the don't spend a lot of time on your hair if you don't have to, uh, not wearing wedding bands. Uh, you can wear a watch, but it shouldn't be too fancy. You know, like all of these things, these these ways of being humble all the time in order to please God, like these things that were extra that we were admitting, these aren't salvific, they shouldn't matter, but if we don't do them, God will be mad. Like these are just examples of the church controlling something you're doing to exert power. As long as we can get people to behave this way and follow these traditions and follow these paths and specific liturgies, and raise hell if something goes wrong with one of them. As long as we can maintain the importance of doing things our way, we will survive as an organized structure. And we really don't care how many people get left out or removed or cast aside or just don't fit in the small box that we've placed for people. We, we don't care how many people we have to shoo away in order to maintain tradition. And I just, I don't know what part of the great commission that is. I don't know when we will start to kind of see deal with what a lot of us are actually doing from an organizational standpoint with churches these walled off communities of bland melty pottiness this homogenous this is what an Adventist is this is what a Catholic is this is what a Methodist is this is what this is and we need to have all these names is the more reason to have the things that make you different and all the while not recognizing hey the thing that we think makes us different the way we have actually tailored that theory places salvation on it or Jesus's approval or God's love or grace or faith or forgiveness on it somewhere so whatever makes us us is keeping us safe and you guys doing y'all's thing over there are really rolling the dice. And again, God gets pettier and pettier and pettier and pettier. You take the blessing of communion without the ordinance of humility. Or you guys only do communion four times a year. We do it every week. Well, you guys put yeast in your bread and use wine you guys don't even really use bread or just crackers bought from the store like the stuff we will fight and argue about on the most surface dumb levels should be these massive clues and indicators of how we would never be able to open our minds enough to be nuanced in things that we never understood before you know like the more rigid you are in 
what words can be said at what certain times during certain ceremonies. Of course, you're not going to accept people that you don't consider normal. And you won't evolve your thinking. Of course not. Your entire life is scripted. And it's just, I don't know, like it's, it's painful to see these things and hear these things because it's just, for all that is available to spirit, grace, hope, um, oneness, purpose, for all the value that can be derived from belief to just negate it with all the bullshit. It just creates so much cognitive dissonance that it, it, you just walk away. It's just easier and cleaner. Just wash your hands and walk away. Because if I must be born again, and I tried to be born again, but we did it instead of I, so it didn't count, then I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, I'm good. I would like a refund for the 20 years of tithe and offering I gave you as a member when you decided I, I wasn't one. I would like a refund and I'll be about my merry way. Like, I just... What we've done to a movement, it sounds like it started off... Well, it's a pretty cool idea. Is just, I don't know despicable it's gross anyhow uh i got other stuff to do today so i love you even though i don't know you hopefully i'll make more of these soon hopefully we can work in a little guest aspect sometimes at least so that you don't just hear me ranting by myself me realize not realizing I've gone off on tangents and never gone back to my original point and then eventually kind of remembering and circling back and being like is he putting a button on it because none of it made sense because it doesn't my I flow in non linear directions it's part of my charm <laughs> this has been the you are not listening to